Before we start this week's podcast, we'd like to announce an affiliation with Nova Energy Drink and the Mouthpiece Wrestling Podcast. Nova Energy Drink, 5 calories per serving, 1.5 carbs per serving, no sugar, gluten-free, vegan-friendly. And if you go to NovaEnergy.com, I think it's NovaEnergyDrink.com, you add code word GEO, you get 10% off. Beautiful. Now on with the pod. Welcome to the Mouthpiece Wrestling Podcast with your boy Darry Lips and the man that can see the future, my man Gio. How are you? My name is Giovanni Gimbalino and I've made a mistake. A very bad mistake. You see, sometimes I just pretend that I, I know what's going on in WWE. And last week was one of those times where I said, you know what, TLC, it's this Sunday. Gary, you took my word for it. I did. Uh, Gio's a good journalist. He knows what he's talking about. Nope. <laughs> this one. But, in your defense, it is this Sunday. <laughs> I swore they said it was the go-home show last week, okay? Hey! And... Yeah, I even wrote a tweet as like a public service announcement. <laughs> Gio was thinking, oh my God, what's happened? There's some stuff going on, is there? No, it's just me being a troll. <laughs> I didn't even realize he killed someday when I called my mom and was like, hey, there's a pay-per-view later. You're going to catch it. And she was like, no, it's next week. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> what can you do? Oh, it's... Uh... Yeah, that's fun. So, yeah, you may have got our card run down. To be honest, nothing's really changed from the card oh, that no, we there spoke. Was, there was a change. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there, actually, there, there was. For a change. Yeah, it's uh, Lana is, is out. Lana so, do you think, um, you think she's going to show up anyway? Like, going to carry on doing the underdog thing? You might. If not, but, uh, Tessa Blanchard. Oh, no. The t- her, her Eva partner, Marie. I hate to tell you this. Her partner's going to be Charlotte. Oh, you think? Oh. Who, oh. Took out, who took Charlotte out? In story, Naya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, in, in real life, it was her boobs that took her out. But... <laughs> Charlotte. Yep. Maybe. Okay. I can see that. And I would like that. Like Naya, Shayna versus Oscar. Okay. And what may be leading to Oscar Charlotte for the belt then at Rumble? Can't imagine Charlotte staying good. She'll get like a pop and then, you know, I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Um, but yeah, that ladder got taken out of Raw. T- Raw was, was hard work last night, man, for me. I watched the first hour. First hour was great. Fucking win, okay? <laughs> I thought the first hour was great. Like, 
I thought the six-man tag with the Hardy and um, New Day against the Hurt Business was a good match. I thought AJ versus Sheamus was goddamn good. You know? Like... Mace got a win and Jackson Riker is back. Jackson Riker is is definitely Elias's boy. I think that would quite I think it's gonna work, the Jackson Riker thing though. Honestly, I, I can see him with Elias. Like, if you look back, Jackson Riker's not actually a bad performer. He just shouldn't talk. Like someone should take his Twitter away. You know? That's what they he, should do. They would from political talk. Yeah, he just yeah, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I, I liked it. The political talk is why we lost Big Cass. Yeah, yeah. So, he, I mean, to be fair, with some of the stuff he said, he should be lucky that he's even got a job or that he's even considered, you know, because Elias is is a bit of a star. You know, he's, he's a guy. Do you know what I mean? He's popular. He's there. He's always in and, in amongst it. So to be put with him is, is a good rub for Jackson Riker, but... Openly supporting the places that he was supporting on Twitter is a big no-no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Hopefully he's learned his lesson. Maybe they've, but, they've talked some sense into him. But, yeah. Um, Watch this week, so me and me and Derry will be going down memory lane most of the show. Be, because, like, I didn't really like any wrestling this week. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't. SmackDown was all right. AEW NXT was all right. You know, Impact's pay-per-view was... Oh, I watched the highlights today. Oh, they weren't joking when they said that was poor. It was poor. Like, after all the good work that Impact have done and, like, this stuff with AEW and everyone's all hyped to put that out, which was... It was clear it was just a cash cow. It was like, ooh, we got momentum. Let's put out some random pay-per-view. <laughs> like, <laughs> what it was. It was, oh, we got Kenny Omega right now. Yeah. Let's up and, and and make people watch because they they know he'll be there. But it was it was it was it was garbage. Apart from the main event, Rich Swan, Chris Bay. I mean, I'm all about kudos, that. Kudos for Kenny Omega for being in three federations and one whole fucking week. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Do you? Like, like, I, I, yeah. He's on AEW. He's on TNA. And what's this? He's doing the Triple A pay per view. He is. He is. Kenny Omega has gone from. Like, what they're doing with him to fucking everything. <laughs> Do you worry, though? Like, as much as we said last week about how great promotions working together, do you worry about it having a bad effect on others? Do you see any negative coming from it? I see the pay thing becoming a thing. Yeah. Because just, yeah, the, just the ego we're not getting paid like the AEW guys get paid. Mm, mm-hmm. It was kind of a discussion. Well, I think we was both in the same Discord that I was listening to yesterday, and it just made me think: like, is egos and money gonna be the thing? You know, well, that becomes me, an issue. To me, this is Tony Khan kissing Kenny Omega's ass and letting Kenny Omega have fun with his two friends over there, Gallows and Anderson. Which I, why Gallows hasn't been on TV is because he's actually in a movie. He's actually filming. Yeah. I thought he was like, injured, but he's filming. If Impact didn't have it, they they would have pushed to try. If they would have tried to push for New Japan, but because they AEW New Japan don't exactly have a good relationship because of how AEW started, mm. it 
it kind of just piggybacked and oh my friends are an impact i can just go there yeah i just yeah i i mean as i say some of the matchups i'm all about some of the the interlink invasion stuff they could even do like i'm all for it if it's done right i just worry a little bit as good as good as aew is their start was literally they used new japan and ring of honor to do this and that is that to me that was wrong they 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 allowed ring of honor and new japan to spend two years pushing them to the moon and making them their mega stars like the only people they pushed in their federation was the was was the bucks cody and kenny and then they turned around and they were like yeah we're just gonna go start our own federation thanks for the hype yeah yeah that's literally like if roman reigns drew mcintyre and every other champion that you know rowan smackdown has decided let's start our own federation yeah find some money men that you know are literally trying to get into everything you know jacksonville AEW. do you know what i mean they, i think they they own some stuff over here. They tried to buy Wembley Stadium over here, which is like our main arena and stuff. Um, yeah, maybe. I just, just uh, yeah, I was only hearing last night from like neutral ears. It just made me think like maybe the negative flip of this. What doesn't help is WWE putting on shows like Raw last night. Like apart from the first hour, the first two matches, six man tag and hard uh, style Sheamus was just amazing. Style Sheamus was just amazing. See, um, here's the thing. I've been hearing all week. People have been bitching and whining. Vince decided that he's going to take a list of people and he was going to make them go to the performance center to get more training. The people that are doing it doesn't mean they're not going to be on TV. It just means they're getting additional training because Vince McMahon wants to push them. But he wants them the thing. to They were all on TV their- last night. <laughs> they were all on TV. Okay, I don't get why they jobbed Keith Lee to Miz and Morrison. I don't understand that. I don't think that. At the hurt. moment, at the moment, Vince has got nothing for Keith Lee. Yeah, he's kind of in that point where everyone likes him. But where do you put him? Exactly. When you look at the stories going on, I know everyone keeps saying, and always hear, oh, you need to push him. You need to push him. Where? Against who? You know? You keep him in the Intercontinental Division for a while. Yeah. Move him. I would have. See, that's the thing. And I said this during the draft. I would have moved him to SmackDown because with SmackDown, he has a better list of people that he could have had a feud with. Mm. There's more choice, I think. Yeah. You know, like you the could have done some stuff Raw with him and Sami Zayn and that. The people on Raw don't mesh well with him. Yeah. He'll probably end up on SmackDown after WrestleMania. I, I, I thought he should have gone to SmackDown that's anyway. People, somebody like him, he'll do better on SmackDown. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, 100%. Um, and because that was like the start of the second hour, we had the Lana Nia Jax thing. And I'm still annoyed. So, like, Lana was she up on the rope and Lana slipped. And like, everywhere I read was, oh my God, Lana's trying to injure both of them. Like, she slipped. And you can very clearly see that she just slipped. You know, there was no. It was like, and no one got hurt. I just, I don't know. <sighs> no, 
But poor Nia Jax is in the wrong fucking place at the wrong fucking yeah. time again. She just fucking. I've watched it. Like I even slowed it down. She just slips. You know, it's just uh, it's like a slip. That's all it is. Not about. And all I saw was like, oh, match is only two minutes, and still Nia finds time to hurt both her and Lana, or try to hurt. Like, oh my god, <laughs> give it up, give it a rest, please, God. <laughs> Nia Jax could be the just sitting on the apron. Not even tagged into a match, and somebody gets hurt, and they're like, "Oh, it was Nia Jax's fault." <laughs> yeah, good at the minute. Again, it's just a cool thing to do, isn't it? It's just a cool thing to do. Just really annoying. Um, but the rest of it was was pretty dull. Like I don't know the ricochet. Although Dio Madden looks good, like the sit down power bomb that he do that that and then the sidewalk slam type of move that he did to finish it. Theo Madden is 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 a beast. I like it. Um, I, do you think Ricochet will join, or do you think that's just a story? Think Ricochet will jump in Retribution? Like they push him? Think it will help Ricochet if he did something like that? It would help Retribution, but at the same time, it's going to dilute them because yeah. they should they should be making stars out of the people. That they have in retribution and not thinking about adding anybody else. Exactly, because like after watching, you know, like Mace, sorry, not Dio Madden, watching Mace yesterday, he's actually very good. He's actually a good wrestler. And I still remember him from commentary when he got up in Brock Lesnar's face. I love that. Like, he didn't even back down. Jerry Lauder and that were running away. Dio Madden's just standing there, like, yeah, what? (laughs) Got FA through a table, of course. But I like the fact that he didn't flinch. He didn't move. I was like, yeah, I'm going to remember you. <laughs> um, the rest of Raw was, I don't know. It just wasn't very good. It just wasn't very good to me. Um, AJ ending the go-home show. It is actually the go-home show last night, by the way. What Gio. the hell was this ascension thing? I don't know. It's um, It was like the thing of the title. I think... I thought it was maybe Ascension is back. That it was like a ceremony at the beginning of the title being risen. Yes. He was going to show up and raise the title. Yeah, man. Ascension going to come and help AJ Styles win. Can you imagine? That would be cool. And AJ Styles, there would be his new like bodyguards with that big, the big scary dude who just stands there. But yeah, Raw, pretty average. It started really well. Um, but yeah, Mandy Rose return. Mandy Rose is back. She looks good actually, but yeah, she's back. So there you go. That was about Raw. That's all you really need to know. Watch AJ versus Sheamus. See Mandy Rose return. You get fifteen minutes out of us. Be yeah. lucky you did you're, that. You got your fifteen minutes because we dragged it out and talked about AEW and TNA. <laughs> I watched more old wrestling this week than I watched new wrestling. I watched old. So we wanted to reminisce a bit. You know, me and Gio, we we actually do watch quite a lot of old wrestling. So what did you watch this week? Hit me up. I was watching all different things. And you made me, you, this is from you last night. (laughs) You forced me to watch a horrible angle that I wanted to erase from my mind. (laughs) Oh my God, did you watch it? Oh, I did, sir. (laughs) My favorite. It was offensive. And what did I remember? Ah, <laughs> uh, it he was. Derek, like, hey, 
You should talk about the Katie Vick angle. <laughs> Definitely talk about the Katie Vick angle. And I was like, I haven't watched that in years. I wanted yeah. to forget about it. Now I have Katie to Vick. And I still, to this day, I can't get Triple H's naked, bulbous body That's banging it out of my mind as he's throwing spaghetti against the wall. They it's really just, yeah. Yeah, they, it's true. They really did this. Yeah. They really went down that road in a feud for Kane Triple H, which... The time when Vince Russo wasn't even working for them. <laughs> yes. And it's Kane Triple H. Neither of them needed with like, this. I mean, were either of them in trouble? I just don't know how they thought that storyline was going to work. If this was 1999, you'd be like, oh, this is a fucking Vince Russo idea. This was 2002. He wasn't in the company. God. I know. It was just... I... So, Kate, for those that haven't seen, for those of you back, Katie Vick was a woman that Kane was in love with, but she wouldn't date him. Then she died in a car crash, so apparently Kane had sex with her corpse. And then, as he said, what... What made the storyline, well, better, in my view, was Hunter making a video of himself in a cane mask, banging a mannequin in a coffin. <laughs> he threw spaghetti against the wall and said he banged their brains out. Oh, Those God. Out of its mouth. She actually got put, so the Katie Vick storyline apparently got put into the Hall of Shame in the world of wrestling. Um... Oh, I, and the thing is, as I say, it was Triple H and Kane's storyline. You know, they didn't need that. Do you think, so come on, what, what other ones? I mean, would you put in the list as bad as that? Like me, I would have put David Arquette winning the WCW title, probably as bad as that. Um, I told you about this, because I said I was going to rant on this. The whole invasion angle. Good Lord. I forgot I stopped watching wrestling in 2001 for a reason. <laughs> Holy fuck. Are those some hard roads and smackdowns to get through? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? If you're gonna, they, they decided let's have a WCW invasion. But let's, let's use the worst people we could find in WCW. Was it con I'm guessing it was because of the guaranteed contracts, right? Like the, the alliance, Paul Nash, Paul Nash Hogan, and like Steiner, Flair, Sting, they all had these guaranteed contracts that were good until 2003 and 2004, where all they had to do was just sit on their asses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so that's yeah. why you didn't get those guys until later on, exactly. Like, but then I always wondered, like. You know, why didn't... They obviously had DDP, because DDP came in pretty much straight after it, didn't he? Like, with the, you know, they make me famous. Him <laughs> but he could have led... Him over you know. so bad. They fucked him over so bad because they had him become the stalker, which I, I also said I found that out this week. Apparently, if you speed up the old, the old vignettes of Undertaker's stalker, it's just Vince McMahon going, Oh, I see your wife. Yep, it was Vince. God. Yeah. The Vince, uh, the Vince was the it's voice. Weird. Vince has got like the gravelly voice to it. So he's like, I'm looking right at your wife. 
oh, I'm in her underwear drawer. It's like, oh, Vince McMahon saying this is so weird. Yeah. I just, like, it started really good. I remember the invasion starting so good, but when you realize that there was no flair, there was no sting, Hogan, yeah. Hall, Nash, but Goldberg, like, even Scott Steiner, mind. like, could have made it better. You yeah, know? got the likes of fucking Bill DeMott, Sean Stasiak, and Mike Awesome. Mike Awesome. It's like, oh, we can easily use our millions of dollars and try to buy out Paul Nash or somebody. No, we got fucking Bill DeMont. <laughs> hey, I'm fucking Palumbo. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, it was. I'd like, when you think that the, the end match in Survivor Series, there was actually two wrestlers who weren't with WWE before it started. And, like, only Booker T comes straight from WCW. And The Rock and Austin were the last two. So, it's like, uh, I don't know. They just seem to spoil it, you know? Um, the part was like, well, fuck off. The dude joined the Team ECW. We're WWE guys for fucking a year and a half now. All the Dudley boys. The Dudley boys were WWE guys for two fucking years before this. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, what was the night when they tried to, they made the WCW title match with Booker T and Buff Bugwell, went it on Raw? <laughs> oh my goodness, like why, why would you do that? I mean, luckily, I think Austin and that come down and threw him out, didn't it? But They were going to, they were going to reboot Monday Nitro and put all the WCW guys on Monday Nitro. Like they were going to get rid of SmackDown and make SmackDown Nitro. Like they were going to call it Thursday Nitro or whatever. And I was going to be an all WCW show. And what happened was, A, fucking UPN was like, no, we don't want something from fucking Ted Turner. And B, they saw that horrible buff Bagwell Booker team match and went, you know, this ain't going to work because our fans have grown to hate WCW. So they're just going to boo WCW guys. Yeah, I mean. I'm... WCW was the face in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, and Buff Bagwell was never the best work. It was definitely the wrong person no. to put. Well, like... the story of him is hilarious because he, he, he couldn't make a show. And instead of calling himself, he had Judy Bagwell call. And he, she's talking to Jim Ross going, it's Buff's mama. He's sick and he can't make the show. And Jim Ross is like, this ain't school, fucking man up in us. <laughs> oh, buff. Like, it was like fucking school or something. Like, oh, my son boss can't make it this week. <laughs> but there were some good bits. Like, would you ever, I think it's quite a famous bit when Austin was in the bar and Vince had asked for the own Stone Cold and he'd come back and just, like, cleared ring. I think that ended, I think it's the Raw before the Invasion pay-per-view. Um, well, that was another, amazing. That, like, that's another one of the gripes of it was like, okay, Team WCW, you have Stone Cold Steve Austin join Stone Cold Steve Austin for years. Not it's not like it was one or two years. This was from ninety. He was WWF and WWE from like ninety five on. His he was there taking down WCW. So why the fuck would you join up with the place you helped take down? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, none of crazy. None of the people joining whoever they joined really made sense. Like, why the fuck did Kurt Angle turn? Yeah. I I don't understand why Kurt Angle, why Kurt Angle joined. Like, the ECW bit, when they turned, I kind of like that. It kind of made sense. It's something Paul Heyman would do to take down Vince. I think, you know, that was... That was all right. Yeah, none of those people make sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't get it. And then they, they had Chronic. And Chronic was so bad that they got fired their like their first pay-per-view in. Yeah, because I, I remember that. That was against Kane and Undertaker, wasn't it? Those two. And there was they actually were so bad that Taker shouted during it. <laughs> like telling they them They were now. so bad that Vince was like, go get some extra training. And they were like, no, man, we're fucking chronic. We don't want to train. So he fired them. Yeah. Wasn't that Crush? I was crushing Adam Bomb. Adam Bomb, that's the one. And they were like, no. And, and then Crush retired and became Macho Man's personal bodyguard. <laughs> Is really? Is that true? Yes. He, re- he retired from wrestling and he just became Macho Man's personal bodyguard for like when Macho Man was doing appearances for like shit. Wow. Oh, my God. Because they were, in real life, they were, like, best friends, him and Crush. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Many times that they tried to make Crush, like, a thing, you know? So many times. Like, because I've been watching back, and I've, like, seen the many faces, like, him feuding with Doink, him got face paint on, he was in Demolition, he's now in Nation of Domination. You're like, give up, man. (laughs) Here's another one. To the, I was watching some of 2005. Or no, not even 05. Sorry, 2007. I forgot some of the shit that they were throwing at the walls. They repackaged Chuck Palumbo as just American Badass Undertaker. Oh, really? Swear to God, he came out on a motorcycle. <laughs> he even had Michelle McCool as his manager. <laughs> It was legit just a shittier version of American Badass. (laughs) It's bad. Oh, my God. Why? why Who made this a thing? And then, like, even even some of the other people that they've tried to make a thing that just didn't work. uh, God, I'm trying to think of his name. He was a Japanese guy that they put on SmackDown. He had, a, he had a geisha manager. Oh, my God. His name is on the tip of my tongue, too. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> That's how bad it was. Like, he, he, he had, like, a really bad run with them. My gosh. Wow. I'm going to stop right now and tell you. <laughs> oh, dear. The one I watched, I actually watched... Some old WCW myself while he's looking up. I'll tell you of a of a of a group that got together that didn't last very long. I watched the 2001 pay-per-view Sin, which when Ric Flair created the the Magnificent Seven, <laughs> and it was what well, it was uh, Flair, Luger, Steiner Brothers, and Animal, and like they were devoted to keeping the title on Scott Steiner. It was a it was a disaster. Uh, it was like. I think it was that was literally 
the the last thing before WWE bought them. That's what made me th- think of that from the invasion. Um, and they're in, they're literally in the middle of a storyline about members of the Magnificent Seven all being beaten. There it is, Kenzo Suzuki. Kenzo Suzuki. God, there's a name I haven't heard. He was built up like he was going to be this big Japanese monster. He just became some big goop. Uh, oh my god. Like, oh god, they, they're Mordecai. <laughs> <laughs> Mordecai. Now he could have worked. He was supposed to be anti Undertaker. What, Mordecai? Was Mordecai was a disaster. Mordecai was an absolute disaster. Like, every single second of it was a no, disaster. Oh, I liked it. I, I will defend it. It was such a work. He was legit supposed to be the anti-Undertaker. And, like, he had the moves and everything. It worked so well. He did the crucifix powerbomb. He, he came and he, like, he would do promos and just pray for the sinners and beat the shit out of people. It was so good. It was better than him being fucking vampire guy. It was terrible. Stop it. No! <laughs> you can't I'm like I'm sitting out. I'm like, no, no, no. It was terrible. You can't like Stop Eva it. Marie and hate Mordecai. <laughs> I will know. Oh, no. I can't Mordecai hate Mordecai. Oh, my God. I just remember, was it? Mordecai was the name of the kid from the Children of the Corn, wasn't it? They were playing games. And I can't. <laughs> no, it was just a terrible, terrible. It was better Who than was Kevin- the guy? He was better than fucking vampire guy Kevin Dorn, okay? Oh, no, Mordecai was a disaster. I would rather watch um, the Bella Twins feud about wish you died in the womb. <laughs> you know what was another one I saw? Good. Shannon, 2006 Shannon Moore. Oh, okay. What? what with, oh. With, with version one? That was Shannon Moore. No, no, no. No, this is after version one. This was... Prince of Punk, where it was just so bad. Like, they tried to make him to be this edgy punk's punk rocker guy, but it was so bad. Like, they would do these vignettes of him just putting on makeup with his little mohawk, and it, it would play music, and he'd just be like, oppress the system. And, like, he had such a girly voice to go that it didn't sound right. And then it just ended all together when, in the middle of one of them, he mutters, I'm bringing sexy back, to which CM Punk appears, slaps him in the face, and just says, you're a poser, and he cries. Oh, my God. End of gimmick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Didn't ever see it again. <laughs> CM Punk slapped him and called him a poser. <laughs> Shannon Moore. <laughs> God, there's a name I haven't heard of for a while. Well, th- that's 2006 ECW where Vince McMahon was like throwing random shit to see what the fuck he could do. And just some of it was good, like CM Punk, and then you had random shit like the zombie. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
of all the things they've tried like you think back like the things they have tried and stories they've come up with like the things we just revisited you know like the katie vick stuff like the reason the bella splitting up yeah 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 like all across wrestling do you remember was it the own against the uh, nwo Every brand has done some oh, stupid nonsense. The Ultimate Warrior, who's like, oh, yeah, the, he yeah in the mirror. When was that? When Hogan was in the mirror, and, like saw Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> 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 oh, it was just. It's, oh, I don't know. You just wonder what they're thinking when they come up with this stuff. You know, where where are their heads at? Like, do they not play it out? Like in our heads, do they not? Like. Ultimate Warrior was getting millions of dollar guarantees to just do whatever. And I remember his first night in, he ran over like he was supposed to have like a maybe a 13 minute promo and it went to like 46 minutes. There was men, <laughs> yeah. there was men, the awful, the awful Mortal Kombat thing. Yeah. God, that was not Meg, it was Glacier. Glacier and, and the uh Mortis. Oh man. Just... Oh, it's WCW was just like, hey, let's do Mortal Kombat. And it was like really bad. Lots of WCW uh, decisions. Do you think that was just because of Bischoff and Russo, though? Like, who do you blame no, for like the downfall of WCW? Where do you think the blame lies? Bischoff. All on Bischoff. It's easy to blame Vince Russo for one shitty year of WWE or WCW, what people forget is that WCW sucked way before Russo got there. 1998, when, when, they, did, when they did the Sting and the, and the Ultimate, the Sting and the Hogan, that was the pinnacle. After yeah. that Starcade, they went down for a reason. And it was because no, nobody, uh, there was nowhere to go after Sting and Hogan. Everything yeah. else just blew shit. Yeah. And it was, at that point, WCW was at a, such a high pinnacle that Bischoff was trying to get in with all these other Hollywood guys to do all this Hollywood shit that he wasn't paying attention. He paid, Bischoff paid Kiss to perform on New Year's Eve. He paid them like, I think, two million to just Lip sync for a whole fucking show. Because like, I always like you look at like you know, and they didn't build anything under that NWO story. You know, when you think of the wrestlers they had, you know, like the ones that WWE like, took. You know, the Jerichos and the Guerreros and Malenko. You know, like they went on but, and they were stars. <laughs> like but all yeah, of them. the thing is. At that point, WCW was already sinking. There was no way Vince Russo was going to pick it up. It had hemorrhaged millions of dollars before Russo even got there. And it would have kept hemorrhaging and it would have kept going on. The only reason why WCW ended was because Ted Turner got a, uh, he got a divorce. And in the divorce, he, he sold his company to AOL and it became AOL Time Warner. AOL Time Warner was like, yeah, we we we're not wrestling fans. We don't like this bullshit. And they ended Nitro. 
once night once AOL pulled the plug on Nitro, nobody wanted to touch him because all it was was just a library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a good library. Like I've I've watched some on the network. Like Bischoff was Bischoff was going to buy it until they pulled Nitro. Once they pulled Nitro, the people that Bischoff hired to buy it for him were like, "Yeah, we can't do anything because we don't have a show to promote." Yeah, no like, TV. We we just yeah. been doing pay per views at this point. Not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TV deal and is the key. It came down to the AOL guys were not wrestling fans. They looked down and thought wrestling fans were like redneck tailbilly dudes, and they didn't want it on their their networks anymore. Crazy. But uh, you know, people people should have been through so, and it was already a half dead federation before Russo even got there. Yeah, see, because as I as I've said, I was a WCW guy at the start. Like I loved all the all the early stuff, and then it starts to get silly. Do you know, like, I don't know. They, they, they felt like they were getting somewhere again with Goldberg. And you think, all right, this is good. And then you have, like, nonsense like the finger poker doom. And then you see them, like, Jeff Jarrett laying down and walking out with Vince Russo. Like, I don't care what anyone says. That wasn't a shoot. I do not believe that was 100% real. And you just look at it and you're like, this company is literally imploding live on telly. <laughs> like, it's on telly. finger <laughs> poke. The finger poke, Russo wasn't even in the company. Was he not? He was not in the company when the finger poke doom happened. Okay, because that was Kevin Nash with creative control, wasn't it? That was all It Nash. sure was. Yeah, because, that was all Nash. Because Kevin Nash, didn't want, Kevin Nash didn't want to lose to Hogan, but at the same time, he wanted to be the man to end Goldberg's streak. So what he did is he booked himself to be indestructible and beat Goldberg. And then he said, Hulk Hogan came in and said, hey, brother, I said when I dropped my belt to Goldberg, I'd be the guy to get the belt back. So Kevin Nash said, well, fuck, I have to lose to Hogan. How do I do it? I'm just going to pussy out and get beat by a finger poke. (laughs) See, I I don't know. Yeah, you hear all that stuff and... That's the problem. They just didn't think longer term. It was, it was, uh, it was a shame because, like, I you have to, I have to say, like, early stuff when they all first started coming together, there were moments, you know, where WCW you watching, and you're like, hold on a minute. But like, the thing is, is there, there's so many instances that WCW did, like, they, they had, they got beaten by political control. For example, Nash was supposed to fight the giant at Starcade. The same Starcade that fucking Sting beat Hogan. But you know what happened? Kevin Nash called up like two days beforehand and said, Yeah, I think I'm having a heart attack. I'm not wrestling. <laughs> Swear to God. He said, I think I'm having a heart attack. I'm not wrestling. Oh, no. Because <laughs> he didn't want to lose to the giant at Starcade. God. Yeah, see, and it's that. They, they, yeah, that. Because, like, I've watched the, the Monday Night Wars and stuff, and, you know, and you see them say, and you even see Vince say, like, if he had been hauling Nash at the time with the money that they were offering, he would have taken the money. So, like, Vince wasn't even mad. He's just like, I can't pay you that. You need to take that. Like, <laughs> Kevin Nash was being vindictively booking because he did not want to be there anymore. They no. even mentioned it. If you watch, like, the DX thing, we're fucking X-Pac and them all riding around on the tank. X-Pac literally was just like, shut out the whole Nash. 
if they could be here right now, they would be here because they're being held hostages and they don't want to be there no more. Yeah. But money is money, isn't it? Especially for guys like that. You know, you've got family and stuff. If you're working 300 days and all of a sudden you you're getting what? more money for 150 days, it's like, okay. Well, do you know why Hogan National Hall got creative control when they got such big contracts? Go on. Because of fake Deezer and fake Razor Ramon. Oh, really? Because Ted Turner was so stupid that he actually thought Hall and Nash might jump and show up on Raw because they were promoting them. Oh, wow. And Hall and Nash, Hall and Nash knew all along that that was like... That was never going to happen. But they played along with it because Ted Turner was like, please don't go, guys. I'll give all three of you creative control and I'll double your salary. They were just like, yeah, sure. We were totally going to do it. Give us that money. <laughs> do you think it could have been different? Like, if they hadn't got creative control and Bischoff had been left alone? Yes, but it would also would have been different had they left NWO as maybe a core five or six. <laughs> it jumped the shark when it started becoming diluted and it became like 18 people in it, where half of them were like Scott Norton and Big Bubba Rogers. But it was like, here we come go. on. The, hang on, where is it? Members, here we go. The New World Order, here we are, in order. Okay, yeah. oh, at some point, here we go. So Hogan Hall Nash. DiBiase, The Giant, Vincent, Psych, Buff Bagwell, Eric Bischoff, Miss Elizabeth, NWO Sting, Kurt Henning, Rick Rude, Conan, Nick Patrick, The Referee, Dennis Rodman, VK Wall Street, Big Bubba Rogers, Macho Man, Scott Norton, Chrono, Disciple, Scott Steiner, Kyle Pretty, drove the race car, still counted as a member, Brian Adams, Dusty Rhodes, and Louis Spicoli. Now, do you see right there oh where it God. started jumping sharks? Yeah. Like, fucking Dusty Rhodes at that point in his career was like at least 40, 50 years old, joining up with like these cool hip dudes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and then there's a list. There's like the NWO Japan, NWO Hollywood, NWO Wolfpack, NWO Reunion, NWO B Team. NWO 2000. <laughs> That's it. Read the B team. The B team is the reason why NWO sucks so bad. Because the B team were basically the dudes that just took falls in the NWO. It's fucking like wow, yes. Scott Norton, Stevie Ray, Vincent, yeah. Horace Hogan, and Brian Adams. <laughs> yeah. It's literally the dudes that were just taking pins. Oh, my God. Like, it literally could be like, uh-oh, Hogan... Hogan, Hogan has to fight Sting Ultimate Warrior in a tag match. Obviously, Hogan's going to have to lose this match, but he's not going to get pinned. Hogan's going to bring in Horse Hogan with him, and then Horse Hogan would take the fucking fall. Jesus. Like, stupid shit like that. Like, oh, no, it's Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray's getting fucking pinned here. I don't know. Yeah, what a, what a mess. Like when you see, that's the problem because that all, that's all the basically the talent that was on WCW. But if all of them didn't it, need a push. Like when you look at that list, Macho Man, had, Dusty Rhodes, had, you know. Had they just kept it at 
let's say Hogan Savage, Buff Scott Steiner, Paul Nash, and X Pac. That would have been a perfect. That would have been perfect. Yeah, that's all they needed. And yeah. that's all the people they needed at that point. They didn't. They they dragged on. And it was like, oh, here comes Virgil. It was like, fuck, wants Virgil. Yeah, and like when Rick Rude joined, and you know that was just a little dig to DX. Like, and it's just, you know, at that point, you're like, well, I know why you've picked him up. It's not because he's going to bring anything. It's because he's just left. If it came to the point that anytime somebody jumped from one show to the next, they joined NWO. Yeah, like with Bret Hart joining, what was he in? The Hollywood version, wasn't he? Well, kind of, wasn't he? Was Bret yeah. Hart in? Yeah, he was in it. Yeah. He was in it. Not originally. No, originally, yeah, but he did he go in. out of it, but within months, they put him in it. Instead of waiting. Like they had a they they had a potential dream match of him and, and him and Hogan, and instead of doing it, they were like, "Well, just have them turn and beat up Sting," and it was all a ruse. They're not going to fight each other after all. Yeah. Uh I don't know. Yeah, it was it was a mess, and I think that that for me. But you know, I still remember like when NWO debuted. I mean, that Hogan heel turn. Maybe one of the yeah, best heel just, turns ever. There's people, there's people with creative control that just didn't want to lose, and it caused a lot of shit. Even Goldberg, Goldberg had creative control to where he was like, "Yeah, I don't want to feud with Chris Jericho." Which is yeah, and when you think of like the undercard they had, you know, because WWE Watch took it. the 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 all the, all four of them guys, you know, Benoit Guerrero, Saturn, Watch, Jericho. Watch any- Watch any 97 to 98 WCW pay-per-view. The undercard was better than the higher yeah. card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Like, cruiserweight matches, I, I fell in love with by watching WCW. You know? Perfect, ex- uh, perfect example. Ha- perfect example, Halloween Havoc 97. The fucking main event is Piper Hogan in a steel cage match. But the undercard's got Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero for a yeah. match. And I mean, that Halloween Havoc match, if you haven't ever watched that match, you have to watch that match. <laughs> like <laughs> Chris, Jer- Chris Jericho versus New Japan Gato. Yeah, it was that, uh, yeah. And yeah, it was Piper Hogan in, in the cage. And that was the problem, you know? Here you go, I've just got the card up. So you look underneath. Yeah, so the final four matches are Mr. Per- Kurt Henning, Ric Flair, Lex Luger, Scott Hall, Savage Diamond, Dallas Page, and Piper Hogan. But before that is Ultimo Dragon, Nagata, Chris Jericho, Gado, Mysterio Guerrero, Alex Wright versus Steve McMichael, and Jacqueline beating Disco Inferno. That's the first five, which are so much better than 15 minutes of watching, you know, the Las Vegas deathmatch of Savage and... Um, Diamond Dallas to Page. To be fair, DDP and Marjorie had a great feud. Yes, not knocking, but when you look at what else was going on, you know, as you say, like the title versus mask uh, cruiserweight championship is a fantastic match. At the same time, a lot of WCW in 97 was also ruined by the same fucking finish. And that was that some guy dressed up as Sting would come in and help the NWO. And these idiot announcers would always believe it's fucking Sting. What they had Kevin Nash dress up in a Sting outfit and hit the giant in the knee. And everybody's like, oh my god, it's Sting. And it was like, he's obviously seven foot fucking tall. 
Yeah. Must, I understand the Sting imposter being confused with Sting, but fucking Kevin Nash is a giant dude who's limbering down the ring and stepping over the ropes. It's not fucking Sting. <laughs> like, that's obviously Kevin Nash. And he's in the analysis and just be like, holy God, I can't believe Sting just did that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It, it was like, come on, you're insulting my intelligence. I can clearly see he's coming there. <laughs> I believe it was actually that death fight where they did that. Like, Hulk Hogan came dressed down as Sting, did a fucking boot and leg drop, and then the announcer's like, why would Sting do that? <laughs> Yeah, I just and then, oh, and then they like they run the replay and they're like, look at his boots, it's obviously hokey. And it was like, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> oh see that's when it was quite good. I mean it was the next pay-per-view, right? World War Three that they had that sort of massive like battle royal, weren't it? When Scott Hall won the title. I think Scott Hall won the title. I think that was at the very next pay-per-view. Well, he won the title, he won shot at the title. He threw out the giant, wasn't it? Oh, what a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a match. Sorry. That was then. That was the next one, wasn't it? God. Those matches were so convoluted and fucking hard to follow. Because there was like 60 people in that battle row, wasn't it? It was was like a 60. 60 It was 60 people and three fucking rings. And what it was was (laughs) each, each ring had like a certain amount of people. And then whoever was left in that ring would advance to the next ring. And then yeah, it was that's the it. two would fight each other in a one-on-one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, I, re- I got it now. Um, yeah, and then that led to that Starcade, which, as you say, was kind of the end because that was the Sting Hogan. It was, it was the pre. It was <laughs> kind of evolved from what used to be the old, the old Starcade Battle Bowl, which was entertaining as fuck. Watch mm. Starcade 1991 because Dusty Rose came up with this idea of having. What called the lethal lottery to which he was like you know what let's actually randomly draw wrestlers to fight each other but we know who's gonna win the whole tournament we know who's gonna win he like if a certain guy's in a match they're gonna win their match to advance to the battle ball but you had like it, it was so random that the pairings you could tell were legit like randomized pairing <laughs> like i think you had like at one point it was like Here's Big Van Vader and his partner. It was like, oh, it was like, I think Brian Pillman. It was like, holy fuck. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Oh. They're really out there making these random fucking teams. I think it was like, here comes Abdul the Butcher and Buddy Lee Parker. And like, oh, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah it, like, and then from know, then it just got really bad. Like, like they, they, they had a set amount of people that they knew, like, okay, Sting's winning this, or whoever's, whoever Sting's partner advances with them, and whoever's fighting Sting, their team will lose. Like, it was all set up like that, but some of it was just bad. Yeah. Because yeah. nobody, nobody knew, and, like, there was just locker room cameras, and they would show, like, as the name was drawn, the reaction of the wrestler, and they'd be like, fuck! Yeah, and and as you say, just from then on, just kind of got silly, didn't it? Like I don't know when you, but when you look, 
like I was just looking here, like the undercard matches of pretty much everything during 98. It's so much more interesting for me, you know? I'm scrolling through. So where am I up to? It's like Slamboree had Fit Finley against uh, Chris Benoit for the television championship. Malenko versus Jericho. At first, no. Dean Malenko beat Juventud Guerrera and then Jericho. DDP Raven, you know? And then the main event is like Randy Savage versus Bret Hart. That's that's the thing. That's why Malenko and Benoit and all them left because they were like, listen... We've been putting on fucking shows in your mid card from '96 mm. all the way till now. Yeah, give us some fucking title shots. Yeah, instead of just bouncing fucking, around the fucking cruise. Why are we considered the fucking vanilla little midget dudes compared to these dudes? Like, come the fuck on, let us have something. And I think the fucking oh, uh, it was just a lot of lot of political bullshit. I think. Sullivan yeah. took over booking, and then at that point, Benoit was like, "Yeah, I'm fucking out because." He ain't gonna book me. Yeah, exactly. And look at you know, regardless of that, look how good Ben Mar become. Look how good all of them become. You know, apart from Perry Saturn falling in love with a mop. You know? Well, that's Perry Saturn's <laughs> fault for having anger issues and beating up jobbers. Yeah. <laughs> but Moppy was great. <laughs> Do you know I watched oh I my watched God, he played it so well though. He played it so you know, I watched how they killed off Moppy. It was so bad. God. It was, Raven put him in a wood chipper, but the wood chipper would not work. So like, <laughs> Raven's making like this awful squeaky voice like, oh no, please help me, Perry. And, like he has to keep stalling and doing it until the wood chipper finally sucks it in. So he's sitting there like. <laughs> Raven was amazing. Right, as I say, when one of my favorite matches ever is Raven versus Kane versus Big Show in the hardcore match at WrestleMania. Like, one of my favorite hardcore matches ever, that man. Because I remember when it was booked, and I'm like, Raven's going to get squashed. Why do I want to see this? But damn, it was so good. Because, like, Raven, like, like crashed that golf cart. (laughs) I liked Raven in WCW. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I liked him all the way up until he, he got squashed by Goldberg and lost his belt the night after he earned it. Because yeah. Raven had such a fucking gimmick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, there like, was a time on WWE when, with the hardcore stuff, that Raven was doing really well, you know? Like, you know, a WrestleMania match against Big Show and Kane means you're doing all right. You know what I mean? Like, that, you know? Um, but, yeah, it just, it just didn't... It just went sour really, really quick. And didn't they tell him, like, they just don't like you? <laughs> Think I saw it when it was it Raven, I uh, yeah. But I felt bad. I was always a big Raven fan. I was very hyped. It was the same it, thing as know? Taz. Taz yeah. was his fucking ultimate badass motherfucker at ECW, and he, you know, he was a badass for a bit in WWF, mm. and then all of a sudden the fucking Hawaiians happens, and Stone Cold Steve Austin just makes him a bitch. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, think, come the like come the fuck on, fucking Taz. Taz's debut against Kurt Angle. Like, the pop, if you watch that back, watch that and listen to the crowd. Like, Taz was over at that moment right there. Like, oh my gosh. And I remember watching that live and I'm like, this dude, this dude's in WWE and he's just, he's just, yeah, he's hurt Kurt Angle. This is, this is cool. (laughs) I'm all about this. But yeah, as you say, got made a bitch by Stone Cold and never recovered, didn't it? Like, 
It's the same thing in many wrestling promotions, though. Like, I know people want people to have a push, but when guys are at the top, you know, it's not about the wrestling, is it? It's a little bit about the money. Taz was never going to make money that Stone Cold was at that point, you know? The worth of of Taz really showed, I think it's the 2001 Royal Rumble. His music's playing, he comes out, and he immediately gets heaved over the ropes, and his music's still playing. Yeah, doesn't he just keep walking, like... With his his music didn't even stop. Like he was like, bam, 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 Then Kane just hucks him over, and it's like, bam, 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 Like the poor dude didn't even have a fucking shot to shine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My goodness. All right, let's quickly just have a quick five minutes on the TLC card scene that we gave it so much time last week. Well, I'm. I- Let's get it out of the way now. I'm fucking 80s of the week, so. Yeah. Right. We'll just say who we think's going to win. TLC match, Drew McIntyre versus Styles. McIntyre. McIntyre. Yeah. Universal Championship is also a TLC match. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Um, I think Reigns retains, but I think it'll be a banger. I actually think that'll be match of the night. Yeah. Reigns is going to win, and either you're either going to start to see the buildup of him versus Goldberg or him versus Rock. Yeah, because well, the Rock has come out saying though that he wanted crowd there in it. Is that gonna, that's probably going to be the sticking point? No. And my argument is this: that's understandable because this is potentially probably the Rock's last thing. Yeah, although in the interview, Rock said, "Like if I was to go back, it would be Roman." I know how that conversation goes. Roman puts you over, and then you win the next one. And that's what Rock said in interview about it. That was Rock's comments. He's like, I know how the conversation goes. They sell it to me by Roman wins this one and I go over in the next. But I would imagine that fighting Roman is going to be whatever Rock does last, you know? Um, but yeah, hopefully they can do something. Yeah. Yeah. And right now is the time to do it because Roman's finally over. Uh, women's tag team match. Nia Jackson, Shayna versus Oscar and partner to be determined. You still sticking with Charlotte then? Yeah. Fair. I, I now I've heard that and thought of that. Also because if you watched main if you watched main event last week, Andrade was back. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's it's a given that it's it's coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is coming. Um Sasha Banks versus Carmella. This is where I think they'll flip a switch. I think Carmella wins. No, you shut your mouth. <laughs> right. Oh no. Please, no. Carmella wins with outside interference oh. from Eva Marie. <laughs> Oh, fuck off. No, I'm calling. Carmella's going to win the title. I think that's where they do. Because they never give the title to Sasha Banks long. She never has it long. Um, The Raw tag team match has been made. Hurt Business versus Kofi and Woods. Hurt Hurt, Business needs to take it. Yeah, Hurt Business have to. And because right now, Cedric is hot fire. Like, you watch Cedric wrestling. Cedric is well into this. Um, and then obviously the other one, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. Seen him coming out of the fire last night though. Wow, like he was Taker. Uh, I think I think that just is like a DQ. I don't think it'll be like a finish. I don't think there'll be a winner. I think it'll be like a no finish. That's what I think. Or they'll fight. Oh, I have a feeling this is going to go to Mania where they're going to have a cinematic <laughs> visit to the fucking... Worms. <laughs> no, not <laughs> like the burnt up compound. Yeah, 
I think so, because that's why they introduced the fire and stuff. Yeah, I think... Because I like that they've touched on the old one, because now they can do it properly. But yeah, I don't think there'll be a winner. I think it'll just be a no finish. A no finish. Right. Idiot of the week is by me this week. I have chosen the idiot of the week. <laughs> My man Gio for convincing me that TLC was last Sunday. I was sitting there Sunday afternoon and Damo says to me, he's like, no, what do you mean? It's the 20th. I'm like, what? <laughs> Gio told me it was tonight. I was getting, I even announced on my stream, who wants to do a watch along tonight? And they're all like, oh, it's the 20th. Great. Well, you're doing a 24 hour stream. So I I'll am. So I'm doing a watch along. I'll definitely well be joining on the for the watch along. So there you go. We'll actually do a watch along on Sunday. <laughs> right. Thankfully, we were all right this week. I don't think we got anything wrong. <laughs> right. So next week. My, is my, the 22nd. My so thing we will... of the week is dairy for believing me. <laughs> right, on that note, cut it, cut it. Gio, I'll see you next week, man.